I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. Today, in our final episode of the season, we have my all-time favorite guest on the episode and it is Margot Hackart. Oh, hi! <laughs> I'm here! So guys, I'm sure in so many of my episodes you've heard me mention, oh my best friend Margot, my long-distance best friend Margot, blah blah blah. So now we finally are able to get her on an episode she is all the way in San Francisco currently, and we're doing this through FaceTime. So if there's any audio like differences, that's just how the only way we could record it because we're unfortunately not together. But I think for those of you who have maybe come from my YouTube channel or wherever, you would know a little bit about our friendship background. So it may be a tiny bit repetitive, but for those of you that don't really know, I think we should give a little introduction to how we became friends. Yes, I think so too. And give an introduction to yourself too, just so people know. Okay, hi guys. I am Margot. Um, me and Alex have been best friends for a little over, I don't know, like 10, 15 years I think maybe? Like, it's like maybe 12 now. 12 years, okay. Yeah, we're old. Um, we met in school in Switzerland when we both went to school there and we started our YouTube channels together. And yeah, we just kind of were two young beings creating at the same time that kind of connected us. And we have learned and grown together over the years. And throughout the years, even though distance has kept us apart sometimes, we've always been in contact and seen each other throughout different stages of our lives but nothing has changed between us which is just so beautiful and rare to have in friendships nowadays so yeah yes that's our that's how we met and how we started and became friends and a big part of our friendship was definitely that we both started this like journey of YouTube together and I think that bonded us like so much because we were the only ones at such a young age like 12 13 that were doing what we were doing and and you know we're 24 25 now so maybe now it's way more common for kids to be doing that together but at our age it was like not a single soul we knew wanted to put themselves on the internet yeah. the way that we did and we were just so inspired by a bunch of you know og youtubers that i'm sure you guys have like heard of <laughs> What are makeup what were some man, of your, yeah, makeup, makeup by, by Mandy twenty four? Um, um, I really love Ma- Jay loves Ma- Jay loves Mac one. Remember that Filipino girl? Yes. Or uh, what's the one Mac Mac Barbie? Mac Barbie. Oh, seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something Maddie. Yeah, Maddie Brad. Yes. Um, makeup by Mandy, and just a whole bunch of the. It was that. It was that era. So if you were watching YouTube, you would know exactly what we mean by that era mm-hmm. of YouTubers. We just loved. Oh, and Adeline Morin. We can't forget her. Yes, she was oh such a God. key one. I remember that. Is she still doing YouTube? I see her on TikTok sometimes. I don't oh, know about sick. YouTube though. Oh my God. But yeah, a lot so of them have a lot of them have babies now. I know. I know. And it's scary. <laughs> Literally today, I saw. A TikTok from uh, Makeup by Mandy, yeah. Amanda Steele. She's like holding her baby in a little like pouch thingy, and they were younger than us too. Yeah, like I'm pretty definitely. sure she's like, like a couple years younger than us, two three years yeah. younger. And Crazy Ray Ray, the pizza yeah. and ranch girl, yeah. Colon Ranch. She's also yeah. got a baby. It's she's crazy, funny. Holy God, these like these <laughs> girls are just like all grown up, and I. You know, and we are, we feel here. mentally the same age as where we started. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. A little bit. 
But going back, going back to a little bit of history, um, how this happened is that we had a mutual friend in, you grew up with her. I became friends with her, I think, in like fourth grade. Yeah. And then she was just friends with the both of us separately, not like together in a group. And you know when you're in fourth grade, fifth grade, and you kind of have your cliques. Like, I don't think that we were in the same clique. Yeah. And we were friends with her separately. So that's where you and me kind of had some distance. Mm -hmm. And and it was only till she left that you and me were like, hey, like stronger together than apart. And (laughs) yeah, I don't know. And we ended up just becoming – it was so funny because – we had this like underlying and I don't know if you can relate to this but like dislike towards each other just because it was it was like an odd competition yeah like there was a weird sense of competition just because we were both friends with the same person yeah so then when she left we were placed into the same class in grade seven and then we were just like oh my god like the only people we really know well was each other each other so we just kind of like meshed and stuck with each other all of a sudden that friendship grew and grew we ended up being in the same exact classes for like four years continuing after that and then fast forward I ended up moving to Canada where I am now and we kept our long distance friendship going and then Margo moved to California where she is and we're still here still best friends and after how many years has it that we've been like apart since I mean, like, since so you 10, left in middle of ninth grade, kind of, so... Yeah, I think yeah, I was, like, been, 14 or 15. Yeah. So, almost 10 years we haven't been living with each other and still we're able to maintain a friendship. Yeah. That's crazy when you think about that. It really is. But it also helped that we were visiting each other, like, consecutively. Yeah. Like, right as you moved, you came a month later yeah. to come visit. <laughs> so, like, a little bit of separation really- anxiety I had to come back. Also, you forgot to mention, I just had a really funny flashback. We were actually friends. Well, I thought you were my friend because like outside of school without that third party friend, we went to church together. Oh, yeah. Anytime I would show up at church, I had no other friends. So I'd wave at you. Hi, Alex. Oh, yeah. And you were really shy and I didn't know if you liked me or anything. So you just kind of like wave back and hi, like (laughs) like, I'm the crazy girl at church (laughs) trying to befriend you. But that was like the start, right? You're right. I completely didn't like remember that, to be honest, because that (laughs) was before we had any type of friendship. That was like early, early yeah like we were very like, oh, young hey because we went to the same school and everything yeah. you know oh that's yeah you're crazy. so right you're so right yeah i forgot about that and then that's when we were like at school and stuff we're like oh like okay like i guess i feel like at church we were more civil and then at school we were like back into our like battlefield of, yeah yeah we're n- we're not friends yeah but you can <gasps> imagine we were just like such little kiddos no no better like judgment than that at the at the time mm-hmm. But yeah, so now at this point in our lives, Margo and I have maintained contact, obviously. We talk to each other basically every day. Yeah. And even if it's not direct, like on the phone, we'll speak to each other and kind of know what the other person's doing in their lives for the most part. And you have to add that we have a snap snap streak score oh yeah let me let me find out what it is it's almost three thousand days i think and that's at least i think it's over seven or eight years so so that's our main form of communication (laughs) snapchat and it's funny because you're like the only person i have a streak with so it's like ridiculous looking my boyfriend and all my friends think it's crazy like i'm wild just speaking into my phone giving like a full 10 minute rant about something or a story of my day to alex but that's the way we keep in contact and it kind of gives us a sense of like we don't have to be on the phone at the same time to call each other but we'll like unload and watch each other's days over mm-hmm. the snapchat which is just it's really nice it's so easy to it's do so that. convenient honestly it's kind mm-hmm. of the same vibe as like sending voice memos through yeah through iMessage stuff like that except you get like a visual yeah. of what's going on too which is way more exciting I know way more fun um so that's what's like sc- that's just how naturally oh yeah the score is the 2759 oh <laughs> god Okay, so I think that was a good little spiel of how we became friends, what our friendship's been like, how we've been maintaining contact. To add on to that, what like we 
Margo kind of mentioned for a second too, is that we visit each other pretty frequently. The only time frame we didn't really see each other was during COVID because there wasn't a lot of traveling happening at that time anyways. Um, so I'll go see Margo one summer or Christmas time and then another time she'll come and see me. And we basically, for the most part, I think apart from COVID every year have been able to see each other. Yeah, we're except for this year. Yeah, I know we're in need to plan our this year. But you know, life has been pretty crazy for me. I'm in the middle of a move too. So it's hard. It's hard, man, being an adult and doing adult things now, not having any more school breaks and having to make your own breaks. It's weird. And it's even harder the older you get to make time for friends, let alone long distance friends. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's worth it when you do make the time. It's so worth it. 100%. We talk about it all the time. Anytime we see each other, we feel like a piece of ourselves is is put back and we feel more like ourselves than we do when we're apart. It's it's weird. You know what it is? It's kind of like an inner child like healing yeah, when we're together. It is. Because we had some of the best moments in our childhood. Like Definitely the memories that will stay with me, core memories of my life, are when we were living together same those are the same best. it's they're unmatched if any of any other memory that I have in my adult life honestly which can be a little sad to think about <laughs> but I am yet to make those memories with you in my adult life too but our childhood has just been so good we were really lucky to have what we had yeah getting into the actual gist of this episode obviously because we have Margo here we're going to be talking about friendship and all different kinds of subjects and questions within it because I went and asked you guys on the Between You and Me podcast Instagram account to leave me some questions on what you guys want to know about friendship. And we have some like pretty calm ones and then we have a couple like juicy. Ooh. Kind of juicy. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. And she hasn't told me any of these questions before, yeah. so I have no way of preparing for my answers or anything. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The first one is what to do if a friend is toxic, but when I confront her, she thinks she's doing nothing wrong. Well, it's a matter of opinion, right? You might have different values that, you know, you hold that what she's doing is not right in your book of values, right? But mm-hmm. maybe for her, she's never thought of those values or considered. Maybe you, you just need to get a little deeper and express what you value in a friendship with that person. And if they never even knew that and never knew that those were your standards, then maybe they don't know they're doing anything wrong. Mm. And kind of kind of get getting to the core of what you expect out of a friendship Because so many times it's miscommunication where you start to label this person as toxic or she's horrible, she's mean, but really this person doesn't know they're doing anything wrong. So you kind of hate them from a distance and put them in a a box about the way they're acting, but maybe that person doesn't even know they're acting that way, you know? Mm -hmm. People, People go through things too where it's like you don't reach out as often or you just, you know, you're going through something personally. But, you know, toxic can range. It's a very diverse subject. So I'm not sure what toxic they're talking about or if they're just labeling as one thing. It's like, oh, she doesn't text me back. That's toxic or, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm just thinking that maybe the communication needs to be a little bit stronger between them in order to decide if their friendship's worth keeping or Maybe it's just something that you could let go of because it's not worth your time or your energy and it's going to drain you in the long run. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? That's so funny because when I read that question, I was just like, oh, she's just toxic because she thinks that she's doing nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> but your answer was good. I like that answer <laughs> because it's true. There's an element of communication. And if like one or the other person doesn't have that ability to communicate well, then you're not actually going to know if that person is aware, like you said, like if yeah. they understand, oh, this is something that so-and-so doesn't like in a friendship and I'm still doing it, then we can probably say that's toxic. If you're yeah. aware of what someone dislikes and you're still acting in that way, even though they've communicated it to you. 
So yeah. consider that if you have had a conversation about it with this person and you've expressed how you feel, you expressed already like what your values within a friendship is and then they continue to disrespect your like boundary or whatever the situation is, then I'd probably say relatively toxic and you don't really need that in your life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Next question. This one's kind of broad. It's not really a question. It's kind of just a like blanket statement and then we'll kind of get into it a little bit but they said friendships in relationships i'm thinking from that friendships in relationships like how friendship dynamics in relationships like i think it's really important to have similar friends in relationships because that makes it not only easier to hang out with your significant other and their friends but also for them to hang out with you and your friends and it says a lot about your relationship if you like their friends, you know, mm. I think that, yeah, no, I've, I've seen couples in my experience where they, their relationship hasn't lasted because they were so isolated from each other's friends. They hated one another's friends. Then that says a little bit about you because they're not, they don't really like you and the people you hang out with. Like that's, that does draw back to you as a person because mm -hmm. you love these people. You want to surround yourself with them. Like I get it, maybe one or two friends that they absolutely can't stand. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But if it's like, oh, I hate your whole friend group. Like why do you hang out with those girls? But to you, those girls are your ride or die soulmates. Then I'd say bye to the boy because hello, like <laughs> – they, I'd they're say me, bye to the you know? See ya. <laughs> See ya. These are my these are my girls, you know. So mm -hmm. I think having friendships in your relationship are really important and cherry on top is if you have the same friendship friend friend group kind of. That's always the best kind of ordeal. But also yeah. makes it harder makes it harder when you do break up. Yeah. That's always that's true. the shittiest. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a hit or miss type of thing. It yeah, can either it really be the is. best. It could be the best in the moment. But mm -hmm. then, you know, in every relationship, there's a possibility of it ending. So that could also be a little rough for you. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think an interesting point to bring up within friendships, in relationships, the way that your friendship dynamic can change when you're in a relationship. Because I get a lot of questions where people are like experiencing a lot of difficulties in their friendships because they're like so absorbed, like the other person so absorbed in their relationship. And it brings up a funny point that I hope you won't mind that I'm going to say. Back way back when, in I want to say when we were like 13, 14, and okay, you got yeah, into your I first relationship. You, I know where you're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I struggled so hard with that. You don't understand. Yeah. Like, of course, it was, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like you were my boyfriend and you went and got a boyfriend. And I'm like, that's so fucked up. I'm like, yeah, where is she going? I'm like, what's going on? Someone's stealing her and I didn't like it. <laughs> and I remember I would go home sometimes when you would go and hang out with him. Yeah. You, and I would just oh. be sitting in my bed and I'd be like, fuck this. Like, this sucks. I'm like, Margo's with her boyfriend. I'm sitting at home. Blah, blah, blah. It's like a Friday night or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, this stinks. And there's like such an element of like you feel like you're losing your friend a little bit when they get into a relationship, especially yeah. when it's like that type of friendship that's as close as as you and me. Yeah. Where like we were hanging out as much as a couple would. But like in ninth grade. Yeah, we yeah. pretty much were just hanging out, do oh, spending every second of our day together. And then all of a sudden when I have this boy and I'm like, I'm going to hang with him. I'm going to go here with him. I totally get it. And you'd be like, I'm just going to go home. Right. Yeah. But I didn't now that I'm thinking of it, like obviously shit, she was mad. And I was like, all right, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Because but I was I, that was so my fault of not like communicating yeah. it. I just no, stayed that petty. Also, that was also my fault of like with anyone in their first ever relationship, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. You're just you don't even know yeah. what to do, where you are at, and you just kinda of, like stick to this person. So yeah. It's, totally. it's sometimes like I don't want to say a rite of passage because I'm sure a lot of people like get in relationships when they're a little bit older and more aware but like a lot of the times like people are like pretty young in their first relationships where they're like fall in love and it's yeah. like really easy for you to sometimes like neglect your friendships because you like are so in love yeah 
It happens all the time. I've gone through it myself with other people, too. So I know the feeling. I bet everyone knows the feeling. Yeah. Um, But I think in that scenario, it's kind of like you don't want to put pressure on your friend because it is something that they have to go through and realize themselves. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. They always do. Yeah. You can't force that them to learn that lesson before they're ready to learn it. If you're in that position right now, let's say like it'll take a certain amount of time. And sometimes like sadly, it takes like that that relationship ending for them to like step back and be like, oh, my God, I've been neglecting like my friends, my family, like all these people in my life because I've been so like tunnel vision on. Yeah. On a relationship. But then when they're still there for you, you're just like, it kind of gives you that sense of, damn, like these people are really my ride or dies. Yeah. Like they saw me go through it and they're still here for me. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the best. That is. Yeah. That is also like to some extent a friendship test in a way of like, oh, they're still there for me. Like they understand that, you know, there's like moments in friendships where they might like decline in like closeness and then come yeah. back and like feel closer at certain parts because I've talked about that in like other episodes where sometimes you have friends that you go through like seasons with them where you feel closer with them at certain parts of your life and then you might have more distance at certain parts but they still end up being like a very close person to you yeah throughout your lifetime okay this isn't kind of in an interesting one um my friendship started to feel forced but my friend refuses it when I tell her that I see it and I sense it. So I guess they're asking for some kind of advice in that scenario. Um, maybe I, I can just from what I am taking from this is like you are giving more than you get in the friendship, maybe. And that's why it feels forced. Like that maybe. Could be it, yeah. Because um, I feel like there's a lot of reasons that a friendship starts to feel forced on like one side, like one side yeah. of it feels forced. And that's probably like a big cause is you feel like you're putting in more energy than the other person is. And then when they're around you, maybe it feels like not the same anymore. Like maybe the energy's not where it once was. I feel like sometimes, you know, you just kind of you're trying to be that person for them that friend and maybe doing all these extra things to get that gratification from that friend you know and then that's when you feel like oh I'm forcing it because I'm technically not doing these things because I would just do them naturally I'm doing it because I'm trying to get this friend to notice me more or Mm -hmm. get get her back so that's when I I would feel like oh a friendship feels forced because I'm not just doing these things because it's what I do it's I'm doing it to gain her interest gain her her tension back so maybe that's why she's she's saying this this person saying this um i would just maybe reconsider everything you're doing and take a step back talk to the friend maybe take some time some time for yourself and really reconsider like are you are you enjoying this friendship is it is it worth all your time and all the extra efforts you're doing or is it maybe something that you're doing out of like worry that you might lose this person Hmm. yeah that's true because a lot of the times like friendships will like hold a big space in your life like they'll be like a big part of your life yeah and with that comes like the fear of losing it because they hold so like you hold so much importance to that friendship so if you feel like things are changing and the energies are changing the reciprocation of your effort is lowering then just like Margot said I do think that's like something you have to step back and consider on how much effort you're giving and if you can get to a place where maybe you can like lower your standard is also an option of like considering okay maybe we can put this friendship in like a lower arc if you were to think about it like that maybe like for now she's not going to be like the closest person to me in the world but we yeah. can put like a lower amount of effort and, and um, like emphasis, I guess, on the friendship. But that's completely up to you, too, because I know that like if it were me, I wouldn't really want to do that. Depending yeah. on how close that friend was to me or is to me, I don't think I would be able to just like lower them in my mind. I um, would just talk to you would just talk to them. You would yeah. reach out. Yeah. And that's always a possibility. 
or like we said speaking to them and having a conversation about it because definitely if this is an important person in your life like it's worth the conversation of figuring out yeah what it is like what's the reason for it feeling forced if you approach someone and you say it feels like things are getting forced and the other person's like no like I don't I don't see it because from their perspective it might not be maybe go even further back into that into that like statement of feeling forced and figure out what is it that makes you feel like it's forced and then explain that to the person maybe that will allow them to understand it a little bit better and be like oh, okay, you're doing this and this and this and I'm not reciprocating it. Maybe that's why you feel like the friendship has changed or it feels more forced now. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this is a really good question. How can you tell the difference between a long-term or a just-for-fun friendship? And then they added based on the advice that they give you. So I guess we can talk about both. Like what are some like characteristics maybe of a friendship that you know will be long-term? And then how, how does their advice like the advice that they give you, like play into how you can tell if it'll be a long-term friendship or not. I think that there's situational friendships. Like, you know that you meet these a lot in college and Mm -hmm. in certain parts of your life. Like, I know when it's not going to be a long-term friendship when, you know, you see this person out and you're drinking and you're like, hey, oh my God, hi girl. And like, it's kind of like very loose, you know, you're not talking about deep things or Mm -hmm. anything, but I would still call them my acquaintances in situational friendships where I'm fine to hang out and stuff, but it's not like I'm going to call them next day and be like, you want to grab coffee? Like, you want to do this? But I feel like even sometimes when I'm out and about drinking. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today or something I've met some really good friends because like this person asked in the in the question with advice and stuff you mm-hmm. kind of tap into deeper conversations with them and you really click and then you realize oh gosh like this person would be really fun to hang out with you know sober even mm-hmm. and you do and then you kind of build this friendship and even then you might move away not see them but I would I would still consider them friends and maybe not my best friends but you can have a whole bunch of different friends for different scenarios, different phases in your life. But I think it just comes down to how you really click with the person. And if your conversations are really true, truthful and honest and and valuable to you in your growth and they care about your well-being, that's when I would know that's like a real friend, you know. And and those those don't come as often as they used to when you're a kid because you had so much in common when you're in like high school or Mm -hmm. in college and you saw each other every day. And, you know, I have a handful of close friends and it's because like through the different phases of our life, we check in, but we don't have to be talking every day. But yeah, I I would say like I have a whole whole bunch of mutual friendships, um, situational friendships, and that's, that's okay. That just means like when you're out and about, you're able to have a fun time with the people you're with at the time and maybe one or two of them you click with more and you end up creating a stronger bond with them. Mm -hmm. I think it was a good point how like your situational friendships sometimes I feel like are the kinds of friends that you call to hang out in like nightlife settings. Yeah. Especially at our age, I'd say. There are friends where like you will just go out to like party with, to have a good time with, to get some drinks with. And then depending on how much I guess you have in common, like you said, or what like what you guys really talk about and how comfortable you feel around them to maybe go into those deeper conversations and speak about things that like you wouldn't talk to with like certain friends that you only see on nights out. And maybe if you're younger, the difference between a long term and just for fun friend would be when you go into like conversations about your life or subjects that are a little bit deeper, like how do they react? Do they 
open up about themselves too do they like yeah. give you some like pieces of information about themselves so that like they can relate to you somehow or do they just kind of listen to you or talk about themselves I think it's really important to ask questions too like yeah. they're interested in you as a person rather than just to spill the tea about themselves and they'll just keep talking 100 miles per hour and you're sitting there kind of like nodding your head like yeah yeah and you can't get a word in and then they move on and it's just all the attention's on them kind of and you're you're just sat there like just listening. is this really a two-way two-way thing or yeah. is it just you know just for the moment just fun just mm-hmm. fun talk and stuff mm-hmm. um and I also really I've noticed this as I've gotten older like Sometimes I have to curate myself with certain friend groups or people I'm with um, to be act more a certain way because there are more mature ladies, individuals that, you know, don't act a little weird or crazy, (laughs) stupid. And I'm a little crazy, weird and stupid. And that's okay. And the real friends that I consider my my best friends, I can be 100 percent myself with. And I had this conversation with. Yeah, I had this conversation with my boyfriend the other night. I was like, it's really hard to make friends because I feel like I'm always trying to be this other type of person. And then at the end of the day, I don't really feel I don't feel satisfied because I don't have that sense of like, oh, I'm totally myself. I can just shoot the shit and, you know, and they laugh with me. And it's just funny because once I've set that standard of like, oh, I have to be this certain way with them, then I'm like, oh, I have to do this because that's how they are. That's how we started our friendship. And mm-hmm. then those those friendships usually like fizzle out. But when I'm truly myself and I'm weird and we can talk about fart jokes and shit <laughs> like that, that's when you really know. <laughs> then you're like, this girl's down. She's funny. I like her. She makes me laugh. Um, yeah. I just think that's important in a friendship too. That's a good point too with this question because not Mm -hmm. only do you have to consider their personalities, how they speak to you, but you also have to consider yourself and how how much you're willing to show up as yourself. Like as 100% your like most authentic self because that shows really how genuine a friendship is when you don't feel like you need to put up any kind of like mask of who you are because we tend to do that all the time as people even like regardless of friendships when you're just showing up in like the world whether it's in you know you put a mask on for work you put a mask on for this you put a mask on for that you show up in a specific way so people can see you in a certain way but then a real genuine friendship you should feel so comfortable to like take the mask off kind of yeah like you can just do whatever the fuck you want and have like your weirdest personality and I'm yeah. not saying you have to be the type of person like let's say we are where you like can like fart and whatever like you were saying <laughs> it's based on you you know like what is your realist like form of yourself you really have common interests it's what you value right it's what you value out of someone yeah. what you value in your own life and if that comes to light and really is shining when you're with a person then and I feel like that's a friendship that you, you, just comes easily. I feel like when it comes easily, that's when you know. But mm. that's not to say that friendships that, you know, you put a mask on, like, my work friends and stuff. Like, they're my work friends. I love them. They're great people. We have great conversations. And there's one or two of them that I would really, like, love hanging out with, like, outside of work. And that's fine. But then other people, like, I don't. I don't disregard them and say they're not my friends. I say, yeah, they're they're my work friends. Like, I have a great time with them. It never gets that deep, but they're still great people, you know? And then I don't go away, like, thinking, oh, man, like, how can I get closer with this per- person? Like, you know, it just, it, it, I've noticed as I've gotten older, if it comes naturally, it comes naturally. That's, and I'm not going to put in all the extra effort to be someone I'm not to get something out of this friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, it is what it is. Yeah. That's very true. And also, I think that long-term friendships have a lot of compatibility to them. So it's not just yeah. like how much fun you guys have together and how good of pe- a person the other person is. It's like how well you two as people can communicate with each other. Basically like a relationship at the end of the day. Yeah. How you can communicate with each other, how you like understand each other, how you show up for each other. And that's really what's going to give you a long-term friendship. When it comes to advice and stuff like that, I think that you can 
sometimes see in the way that they give you advice how they would handle a situation and that shows you maybe their morals their values how they would approach certain situations and then you can take something from that based on how well you guys would be together as friends and like how compatible you guys would be yeah i'm dating my best friend's brother and it could get sticky how do i deal with this that is a sticky situation. Say goodbye to the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> say see ya. Say see ya. Bye. No. Um, that is, yeah, that's a little tricky. Me personally, if Alex were dating my brother, I would freaking love it because then she'd become part of the family. And then I'd have her as my sister-in-law and that would just be perfect. But... That's not the case. Imagine that. But you know, it's it's different for everyone. Like I could see, like in TV shows, especially when someone's like hooking up with their brother or something, they f- find out they're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, I don't know. Like it depends on what you are, the phase in your life. Like if you can be a mature, mature about it and compartmentalize your friendship and the relationship, that's great. But if it gets messy and starts to like you're over at that per- your boyfriend's house now, I guess, and your friends in the kitchen, you're like, oh, hey, you know, and you're not giving her the attention like separately. It's it'll it'll hurt that friend for sure. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it feels like her brother is more important to you than she is, you know, and she's just she's just kind of like in the way. Um, So if that is the case, like I would just make sure to reach out to your best friend, tell her like, you know, obviously it's an unconventional situation, but I love you both and I want to spend time with you and him separately. Um, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable whenever you, you are and I'm doing something that makes you uncomfortable. Please tell me, you know, like this is new to me as well. Mm-hmm. But if, it, if you really value your friendship and this re- new relationship, you're going to make it work, you know, and you're not going to let this part, this new relationship come in the way of still keeping your friendship and everything I feel like you could make it work for sure but yeah it's definitely sticky because it it does take a little bit more effort from both sides like to make that time that special like special time for both of the people happen you know Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say I think in that situation you have to be really particular about how you spend your time and even more cautious of maybe not maybe cautious isn't the right word but you should schedule your time in a way where you're able to give like equal time to each person your boyfriend and your best friend because you'd probably be in the same environment around them like pretty often it could Mm -hmm. be like you said those situations where your friend you're going to see your boyfriend and your friends like oh okay like I'll leave you guys like I want to like give you your space blah, blah blah but then if that's consistently happening over and over again and you're not spending time with her that's when there can be some kind of like issue of her feeling neglected in a friendship which is totally you know makes sense I would feel that way too Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just making sure that you you you're giving them both attention and maybe not talking about her brother all the time yeah how good he is in bed or whatever with your best (laughs) friend because she doesn't want to hear that (laughs) probably hate that (laughs) that's true you also have to consider you can't come to your best friend like you would with any other boyfriend because it's just not going to be her place to listen to that type of stuff anymore if that was your go-to person then you have to consider the fact that okay now I'm dating her brother I can't just come to her with any issue any problem just because I feel like women do that a lot we go to our best Mm -hmm. friends to talk about problems that we have in whatever area of our life so if something is happening with your boyfriend then she might not be your go-to person anymore because it's just not a good spot to put her in. I'm sure yeah. you, Margo, wouldn't want like one of your friends coming up to if she was dating your brother to be like, oh my God, he just did this. He just did that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, how, how what should I do with this situation? Because yeah. you just kind of want to keep yourself out of that because you're too closely yeah. connected with either person from that relationship. I would set the boundary with that friend too off the bat and be like, all right, like if this is going to happen, like just so you know, I don't want to hear anything with that. Like we're going to keep our friendship separate from your relationship. And that friend would just have to accept it. And she's like, I can't do that. I'll be like, well, I can't, I can't do this friendship then because if you're not going to accept my boundaries that I put, cause I'm allowing this, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not going to accept that, then this isn't going to work. 
But mm-hmm. as the friend, I would be willing to do anything to keep both of them, you know? So I would I would accept the terms and conditions and yeah. just go from there. I also feel like maybe if some people are listening and are not in the situation, but they're considering it, to be weary of what could happen if that relationship doesn't work out yeah because it could very well affect your friendship so make a very conscious decision involving yourself with let's say your best friend's sibling of any kind and be be like aware that you're you're gonna change the dynamic from that point moving forward so you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're gonna start changing the dynamic between your friendship if that relationship doesn't work out anymore you know if they live in the same house you're gonna probably be going to that house and seeing your ex if it comes to that point but yeah exactly but then there's the other side best case scenario you end up marrying that dude and then hey (laughs) your sister-in-law's your best friend how cool is that that is actually pretty cool i can't lie That would be the best thing ever. (sighs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think we, I think we scratched the surface on that one, gave some decent advice. It's definitely, definitely a weird situation to be in, but possible if you put in the right amount of care in both relationships with your boyfriend and with your best friend. Yep. How to deal with what seems like envious friendships. I'm trying to like think of personal experience because that's always how best to answer questions. Well, with this question, it's tricky because it can go both ways where you're envious of a friend and then you also feel that same feeling from that friend Mm -hmm. or friendships. I feel like with phases in your life, you go through ups and downs and there's times where you're not feeling your best. You maybe get yourself in a rut. You're feeling down on yourself and when you see friends posting or living their best lives or hanging out with other mutual friends, you feel maybe a little left out and that friendship, you kind of just don't want to give into that friendship as much. And it happens. Um, I always think to take pride out of the picture and just to remind yourself that you love this person and to still give that person your all um, and to get out of this little cycle in your head where you feel like you're not good enough for the friendship or they aren't they don't like you or they're envious of you you just have to get out of that and keep doing you honestly Mm. like that's what I think and if that friendship lasts then it's meant to last but I you know I felt it from my side and the other side where I'm maybe on a high in my life I'm doing things and I feel a friendship become a little bit more distant because maybe they're not doing so good so you know I'll reach out to them best I can say hey how's it going and it's it's as little as message to reach out to them make sure they're doing good and then it just reminds them like okay like this friend isn't doing anything to be up in my face about her life or anything she's just living her life and it's just a little reminder touch down to earth to be like okay you know without the conversation it can things could be interpreted incorrectly so it's just keeping it lighthearted and reaching out. And if you start to feel that, maybe just just reach out to other friends that are around you. Um, if you need a vent, vent, whatever you need to do. And then maybe don't take it as an as end-all, be-all situation in a friendship. Just be like, you know, it's their seasons. And try not to put all, all your energy into that because it'll drain you personally, you know. Mm-hmm. So just you know, keeping it light. Yeah, because I think that envy comes from comparison. Yeah, definitely. What we always hear all the time is how comparison is the thief of joy. Because it very much is. Like if you're sitting there and feeling envious of one of your friends because they just got into a relationship and you're not in one or they're spending a lot of time doing fun things and you're not a part of it or you know, whatever it is, they got into a really nice school that you didn't get into, then you end up sitting there and comparing yourself to them as a person. But also, because you maybe know them so well, they're your friend or best friend, you'll be like, well, why is it not me? Why am I not experiencing the things that they're experiencing? So I think in either scenario, if you are that person that's getting compared to or the one doing the comparing, you have to step back from the element of comparison at all like you were saying Mm -hmm. because 
it's just a practice, honestly, because it comes so natural to us these days with social media and everything. It's so, so easy to compare. So if you start putting yourself in a mindset to like stop comparing whatever it is to your friends, to people you don't even know in your life, then it'll kind of take away this feeling of envy from other people. But I know probably being the person that is envied might sometimes even be a little harder because you don't want your friend to like be in such a low state of mind of like comparing themselves to you yeah and you just want to share positive things in your life but you might not feel comfortable to because you don't want them to start to have this type of mentality of comparison and also sometimes sorry go you feel you feel alienated sometimes like you just you don't know what to do you don't know what if you do anything what's right or wrong but I would say don't let things like that stop you from being happy because your happiness is most important Mm -hmm. and their happiness is important too. But if you're not doing certain things because you're like, oh, my friend wouldn't like to see this or or maybe I shouldn't post this because she's going to she's going to be sad about her life that she's not here. You know, like that's that's where you're overthinking your own life Mm -hmm. and things that would just come naturally to you. It's all about mindfulness. When you were talking, Alex, I was just like, you have to be really mindful. And and being mindful is a practice. And it, sometimes you forget about mindfulness and just reconnecting with, okay, my actions have consequences. My actions speak louder than words. You know, like being mindful, reaching out to a person that you feel like, oh, maybe she's not doing so well instead of mm-hmm. like, oh, like I shouldn't do this or do that. Like just being mindful of the situation and telling those little thoughts in your head, like, stop, 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 stop. I'm just gonna rethink, reground, be myself and reach out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because sometimes when you are the one that's being envied, let's say, you don't know what to do. Because you don't want your friend to feel bad. And also sometimes the feeling of envy coming from the other person might be really negative towards you. Mm -hmm. Like they could be like petty about it. They could be like making comments to you like, oh, you're you're having fun time with your boyfriend good enjoy it or something like that yeah like oh you are doing that instead of hanging out with me okay no problem like it comes from a really like low state of mind low energy and sometimes as the other person you might still value this friendship that person like you said is going through maybe not the best time yeah so you want to be there for them but you don't know how it's a good place to start is to try and support them in other areas of their life while also just not really entertaining the like judgment that you might get the from negative them. yeah because then they'll they will reconsider what their actions are and mm-hmm. maybe feel guilty and be like dang why did i why did i act this way like she really does care for me oh shit and then you know you start to feel guilty because you were doing too much mm-hmm. for nothing Mm-hmm. you know and this person really does care about you and she is just having a great time in her life and then you reconsider like okay maybe I am having a tough time like I need to get off social media I need to just take a step back from everything that doesn't mean I don't love this person I just maybe can't see it right now I need to build myself up again and that's okay that's totally okay to admit that you're not doing so well and it's hard to admit those things too especially to someone you want to look good to and and have everything put together but I've noticed as you get older like it's it's okay to admit defeat Mm -hmm. and and then it it feels more real when you admit things out loud you know it does and that's scary for some people they don't want something to be real because when they say it out loud it's real you know so they internalize it and then it can get really bad it can get toxic you can be toxic yourself in Mm -hmm. the way you think And you don't want to get to that point. And it's, you know, we've all been at that point. It's so easy nowadays with social media and everything. Mm -hmm. But touching back to mindfulness, being mindful and catching yourself when you're thinking these thoughts and being like, damn, okay, here I go again with these thoughts. I need to stop. I need to retrace my tracks and get out of this mind loop, this negative loop Mm -hmm. that is not healthy for me because it's just going to break me down over time. Yeah. I also think it's important to mentioned that sometimes envious people are just plain old envious and they're not going to change unfortunately you will meet a handful of people that have this type of personality that they will not reach a point of growth for a long time and if patterns continue and 
you kind of like followed what we said previously, reaching out, keeping a good mindset, if you are the person being envied, then it's very much valid to no longer want that friendship in your life. If you don't feel like you can just live your best life and not have this fear in the back of your mind that you're hurting someone just because you want to exist, you know? Yeah. And letting them go will feel like a thousand pounds have been lifted off your shoulders, honestly. Like having having tried and and really truthfully gotten like to the point where you're like, I've tried everything and at this point I'm gonna have to let this person go. And then, you know, you'll just you'll feel better about yourself doing living your true truthful life, you mm-hmm. know, without always thinking like looking over your shoulder, like, oh am I like this friend's gonna be envious about this, like oh, no, I can't do this. She she will hate that I did that. But then you're not living your own truth, you know? So yeah, like you said, there comes a time where you evaluate. You've tried long and hard. You've exhausted all options. And, you know, it's probably not best for, for her or you to yeah. be friends anymore. It just wasn't meant to be, maybe. Yeah. Yep. But that'll never be us. That will never be us. I'm not envious of you at all. Me? Okay. <laughs> Maybe you should be a little bit. Why not? I'm joking. I love you and I love your life. I love you I, too. I, it's all love. It's no envy. It's just yeah. excite. It's excitement. It's like, Whenever good she's for going you. through something great. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like I, I love to see happiness. And then also when I – for me and personally, when I see that and I'm, I'm not doing so good – I, it makes me reconsider, oh, shoot, I need to start working on myself a little bit. Why am I not feeling so good? I'm happy for her, but dang, like, I wish I was happy like that. It's not yeah. envy. It's more like it's a reconsideration. Yeah, it's a wake-up call almost. Yeah. Like, okay, I need to be living like this a little bit more. I need to put myself out there. I need to go outside. Like, mm-hmm. you can learn from the people that are doing well. You really can. Yeah, that's a much better mindset to have. If you're experiencing yeah. that, and you feel like you're stuck in that pattern, try and look at it from a lens of how can I do better and take almost inspiration from my friend in a way. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Kind of beautiful. It is. Well, (laughs) that was our final question for this episode. Ah! It was so much fun. Thank you for being on, Margo. Of course. It was really fun talking to you and talking to everyone and These were great questions. It really made me think. Yeah, there definitely are. There's so much to talk about when it comes to friendship. Like relationships in general are so deep and have a lot of like... Layers. Have a lot of layers. layers. (laughs) (laughs) Like an onion. Yeah, very true. Yeah. (laughs) Let's um, finish this off. Margo, if you want to say your social so people can come and find you if they don't already follow you yeah my instagram is miss margo i'm not as active on youtube as i used to but i'm still posting lifestyle and healthy living and just enjoy enjoyment of life if you're interested yes it's so fun i love the content personally (laughs) thank you yeah so that's it guys this is the last episode of the season it's been a wonderful beautiful season i hope you guys enjoyed it and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode And I will talk to you in the next season. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.